0: Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with Certified Financial Planner Nick Hopwood and Accredited Investment Fiduciary, Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome, welcome everyone to episode 99 of the Retire With Confidence podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Jim. And today we're going to be talking about Mr. Wonderful. Yeah, from uh, Shark Tank right. fame, right? Yes. Kevin O'Leary. Kevin, yes. So uh, why do they call him Mr. Wonderful? Because he's a jerk, right? <laughs> Isn't that I right? think it's a self-given uh, nickname. <laughs> okay. I think he did it to himself. <laughs> okay. So he's self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> I like people like that. Right. So uh, you find this article online recently. hmm And Mr. Wonderful was quoted saying what?
1: He said everybody should be debt-free by age 45. Or maybe have aspirations? Yeah, or make it a goal, free. right? You yeah, should have a goal, a goal of being uh, debt-free by age 45. Yeah. Sounds great. Let's go. Cut it. Yeah. <laughs> so who said what about that? Uh, well, you know, they, they get every story right. They have a, a counterside to it and there was uh, another uh, advisor company came out and said, well, that may not be your best bet or maybe unrealistic. Right. I, can re- I can understand that it might be unrealistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many, how many people do you know that are debt-free at 45? There's not many. We, don't, we definitely don't see many coming through the doors here, right? That's a good
0: place for a tease for next mm-hmm. week's episode. Uh-huh. You can find out <laughs> next yeah. week, episode
1: 100. Right. There we go. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but, but debt-free at 45, we don't really see that much. We don't see it much. You know, we live in a world that really has em- embraced debt, right? Whether it be from maybe a bigger mortgage than you can really afford, whether it be student loan debt that you took on to try to get the degree you wanted at the school you wanted, right? Whether it even be credit card debt. I mean, we, we see a fair amount of people come through with credit card debt, you know, because mm-hmm. you wanna furnish the house that you just, you know, you kind of overspent on, right? Or you wanna take the trip, right? You wanna Drapes do are expensive, things. man. Landscaping drapes, landscaping, drapes. Oh, the furniture. Patio. I mean, you name it.
0: Furniture, paint.
1: We've talked about, you, you know, we've talked you about re-paint. these. You can't have that painter's paint on there,
0: right? The right. builder's paint, right? I know that Patty <laughs> Patty was on a couple of weeks ago on Lifestyle Creep. She yeah. repainted, yep. but she painted herself. She did it herself, yeah. So that, you know, cuts down on the cost. Absolutely. So, so debt-free at 45. Um, you know, if you're 30 years old, right, That means that you are uh, getting a 15-year mortgage.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? That's reasonable as long as you don't trade up too aggressively on the house, right? You're either getting a 15-year mortgage, or you're taking the 30-year and in being intentional about yeah. paying additional. Either right? waste time. That could be the alternative to that, is saying, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure we allocate additional dollars towards that principal repayment.
0: And if you're graduating college, 21, 22, right? That's mm-hmm. a uh, a 20-year student loan repayment plan. That's reasonable.
1: Yeah, that would seem.
0: What's wrong? Very with reasonable. That? Yeah. Okay. Uh, credit cards, right? That's behavioral mm-hmm. modification if you know if you have the credit cards and you got to fix the behavior right right, and then pay it back right but why you know hey the way that we laid that out why can't we be debt free at 45 why do we
1: have almost everyone trying to retire with a 30-year mortgage yeah right it's a problem yeah i think so and i really think people just it's partly it's the society right it's you got to have the bigger place you gotta upgrade you can't stay in the same place forever you gotta Lifestyle creep, right? It's I mean, creep, it's all yeah. those things. Yeah. It comes
0: back to the creeper again. Yeah. So it shouldn't be too hard. Mm-hmm. But like, I reflect on myself, right? I do have debt. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. But I have debt because I made investments, mm-hmm. right? So that's how I tell myself that it's okay.
1: Yeah. There's, <laughs> I think there's different kinds of debt. We pay debt, off yeah. the house,
0: then mm-hmm. get a big home equity line, and mm-hmm. we go buy rental properties. We've discussed it at length on mm-hmm. all these podcasts. Right. And so because we are aggressive purchasing some of these properties, now I'm aggressive paying it back, Right, right. Paying, it, paying it off. So I'm 41, and actually, mm-hmm. you know what? This resonates because I've outlined what, what kind of payments would I need to make in order to make it a 45 payoff. Mm-hmm. So that's why Mr. Wonderful's comments hit me. They struck a chord with me, because mm-hmm. I made those calculations and I'm making those payments. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get there. Now, when I get there, I can just see it off in the horizon. Something's going to come up. Something mm-hmm. will change yeah. in, in the world and in, in what's available, investment ideas or whatever. And we'll go do something else mm-hmm. and use that home equity line again. And then I'll have something new to pay off.
1: Right. Okay? Yeah. I can just see it. But like you said, so the, I think I think the book was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Where they talk about using debt or using your money to further your net worth, right? And every time you make a purchase, I think I like that they, they they planted this thought in my head, but every time you make a purchase or you spend some money or take on debt, right? Is it furthering your net worth or is it hampering your net worth? And I think that's a good visual, right? So yeah. in your example, you took on debt, but ultimately it will further your net worth, right? As yeah. opposed to taking on a debt to buy the bigger boat, right? Or to buy the nicer car or, or whatever.
0: Yeah, the boat purchase is gonna be a depreciation. Mm-hmm. The vehicle's gonna be a depreciation. The rental property, Right. Should hold its value and it should, you know, give you rental income ROI. For sure. You know, the cottage situation actually should hold its value, but that's a major, (laughs) major (laughs) setback. Right. Right. I mean, next week we're going to talk about uh, the 2021 personal financial plan. Mm -hmm. Well, looking back on 2020, Mm -hmm. right there is a new boat involved we bought used mm-hmm. okay and it wasn't too bad mm-hmm. but that wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for that cottage purchase right. which did create
1: a little bit of debt yeah but but I think that it's every purchase you make doesn't have to be uh, furthering your net worth right I mean while that should be a goal and a good idea it's okay to enjoy life right I think yeah. there's an, an important. That's important as well, right? For people to realize you can spend money to enjoy life, but it's understanding that threshold, right? And where the appropriate amount is.
0: Now, here's a lesson, right? In Econ 101, mm-hmm. there's a term that they use called utility. And I'm like, what is utility? Mm-hmm. Like, what are they talking about? Mm-hmm. It means happiness, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a certain, it's even in Econ 101, mm-hmm. happiness. Right. So you're right. It's not just about furthering your net worth at every step. We want to have some happiness and the cottage does provide that. Right. But okay, so go back to the Elvest comments on Mr. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Why would it be boneheaded, a boneheaded move to, pay, to aggressively pay off?
1: I don't get it. Yeah, and I think the thing that pops up more times than not when, when people talk about the debt versus savings comment is, well, what if interest rates are low? I can make more money in the stock market than I can. You know that I'm paying an interest on on the debt so I should keep the debt around forever right so that I can make more money in the market I think that's a thought that it's an argument I'll say that a lot of people have but in my mind I think it it doesn't um, it doesn't fully take into consideration the risk that's associated with debt right I mean coming through what we just came through right earlier in, in February and March right a lot of people lost jobs right And of course, there's some government programs and things that they put in place to help people uh, who had debt to be able to procrastinate or put off those payments, right? But ideally, I don't think you want to be in a position where you have to rely on, you know, the help of the government or somebody to help you not make payments, right? If you're in a situation where you have too much debt and in the moment you lose a job or you miss a paycheck, you're now in trouble, right? Because those debt payments don't stop. That... That's in my mind. That's risk with associated in taking on too much debt. No one will ever convince me
0: that you should go into debt mm-hmm. just because. Okay, right. it's a tool, and that's that. Yeah, I believe, you know, with markets correcting every year, ten mm-hmm. percent per year every year, um, you know, a bear market every few years, mm-hmm. and a major event at least every ten years. In my career. Right We had the market down fifty plus percent with the tech crash, mm-hmm. fifty plus percent with the housing financial crisis mm-hmm. the great recession, yeah, and then with covid thirty five mm-hmm. percent drop okay now look it's it's always come back and it's always been okay mm-hmm. but when when you you know let's let's imagine and this would be unethical for us to recommend, I'm not recommending this mm-hmm. let's just pretend you take out a home equity line for a hundred grand mm-hmm. and you invest it on January 1st of this right. year right mm-hmm. so your payment maybe is like 500 bucks a month or something like that with a principal and interest hmm and then on March 23rd your port your portfolio that you started with a hundred thousand is worth like 70,000 <laughs> right? right maybe right. less depending on what you were investing in yeah uh, so now you have 70,000 and you owe like 99,000 Right. How's that working out for you? It doesn't you? feel good, does right. it? Right. Now, on that day, you're thinking that you made a terrible mistake, mm-hmm. right? And it, I, I think it is a mistake to think like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but now, you know, the 70,000 has come back and maybe you have 110,000. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you're feeling better. But, you know, you might have made a behavioral choice mm-hmm. between January 1st and now, where in March, you couldn't handle the heat. Right. And so you push the button. Mm-hmm. What I mean by pushing the button is to sell. Sell at the worst time. And yeah. now your 70000 is still today worth 70000 and you owe $100,000. Yeah. Right? That's just, look, you like to say, hey, I'm going to average 9% and my interest rate's only 4 or maybe mm-hmm. less. But what happens
1: day in and day out is usually a different story. Yeah. And I think, and I mean, I think you gave a really a great analogy, right? Because while people have debt and a mortgage, they can rationalize, well, maybe I should just put more towards savings rather than pay down the debt, right? You can do that. But if you paint the picture a little bit different and say, you have no debt, but you take, would you take out a loan to invest? I've not yet found anybody who will say, yeah, I'll do that, right? Because, but it's really no different, right? Than if you are carrying the debt. So, right, I think that it's a good analogy to think of it like that. Yeah.
0: So, the other argument that she makes is well, Mr. Wonderful says, hey, if you, if you uh, put all your money towards debt to ex- aggressively pay off then between age 45 and 65 mm-hmm. you're in prime earnings years yep. and then you can build your portfolio. right? Right? Now, my view would be to focus on both Mm-hmm. Right, all throughout, mm-hmm. and I think your philosophy for yourself that we're going to talk about in episode one hundred coming up next mm-hmm. is to front load, right, yeah. portfolio stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, but but not ignore, not ignoring the debt, right. No. We want to focus on both, right, all the time, okay? absolutely. Now, I don't know if he was intentionally saying you don't grow your portfolio at all and you only pay off. I doubt that. The yeah. guy seems pretty smart,
1: yeah he but, didn't, he didn't specifically say, yeah comment on that, but I, yeah I think that the goal really he was just saying be intentional about getting the debt gone yeah, by this which age. which I think is great
0: yeah now she the lady from Elvest
1: is talking about
0: how men have their peak earnings at age 55
1: mm-hmm. and
0: women have peak earnings is it later yeah at, that's later okay mm-hmm. so do we take into consideration peak earnings with our estimated debt payoff plan I mean for me it's kind of speculative Mm -hmm. right I can say that I'm going to make more that I'm going to be making a lot more in the future but for our financial planning purposes I'd rather just use a linear cola Mm -hmm. cost of living adjustment yeah and be conservative about my earnings expectations
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. And I mean, because in a perfect world, right, you can make decisions in a perfect world that seem reasonable, right? And one of them being what we're talking about, right, is hanging on to debt at a lower rate so that you can hope to make more in the market, right? In a perfect world, maybe that makes sense, but it doesn't take into account the the variables that come up undoubtedly all the time, right? It's the same with that, right? You can't just assume without question you'll be making more money 5, 10, 15 years from now. You just don't know.
0: Okay, well, if you would like to get a second opinion on whether or not you should be making extra debt payments or extra investments
1: each month, give us a call. Where can they reach us for a second opinion, Jim? Peakwm.com is a great place to start. You can you book online. Book online. Yeah. And next up, let's see, what's next? Oh, i teased it like yeah, three times already. Yeah, yeah, the financial plan.
0: Next up is Jim and Emily Pilot's 2021 financial plan. Stay tuned. You've been listening to certified financial planner, Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary, Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.